All right, let's hop into week 15 predictions right now. He had no spice, Chase. Talk about the spice. Yeah, he had. He was just vanilla chalk. Everything you know, you expect, just so boring. He's like, oh, they're gonna win. They're gonna win. Just so boring. Like that's why we don't have you on the show anymore. You chump. We're gonna be talking a little bit of college football. I don't want to see the same teams over and over again. And it's it really is dumb, contradicting, condescending, whatever word you want to use. Uh, the fact that the Big Ten made this rule change for Ohio State. Welcome to the WNP Podcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, and joining me today, as always, my co-host, Chase Crawshaw. Chase, how are we doing today? I mean, I would say I'm doing pretty swell, if that's shocking to anybody. It shouldn't be, because I say that the intro of every episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really am. kind of. You know, We, we did a little, a little bit of recording for both broadcasts before this as well. Said same thing, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, you know, had, we had fun with an interview on that show, and then I'm looking outside, watching the snow come down, watching my neighbor's roof and back patio turn white. Uh, I'm I'm excited. I mean, only nine more days till Christmas, so maybe we'll get a little bit of Christmas snow. Yeah, I'm really hoping so, because Christmas is not the same when it's a green Christmas. Like, honestly, oh, no. I hate green Christmases, and people that, like, go down to Florida and stuff for Christmas, I don't understand how you do it, because I, I need a white Christmas always. I'm gonna be honest. If I lived like, like say I get a I get a job with the NHL team in Florida or Arizona, I think I would have a house in like the UP of Michigan just for like a flyback for Christmas for a week. I honestly, yeah, I mean, like I I, I, I just need need the snow. Yeah, honestly, and uh, thankfully we are getting some right now. Like you said, I'm actually gonna check the forecast right now, see if we uh, have some more coming down here in the future. I really hope so. Um, I'm back for all day. Yep, and then it looks like we getting we're getting snow on Saturday and Wednesday, and Thursday Ooh. is Christmas. So if we get it Wednesday, then we could wake up to a white Christmas. That would be absolutely isn't, excellent. Isn't Friday Christmas? I don't know, <laughs> dude. Okay, <laughs> so I I just wanted to say this. Um, I I remembered it. As we were doing the Bulls broadcast show, and then I was going to do it as part of the intro, um, but I completely forgot about it until you just reminded me of that by, by you know, laughing at me. Um, so as of last week, that's when my classes ended at Michigan State, and I had a couple final essays to do, but I didn't have any final tests that were due uh, at, like, any specific point. So since my classes ended... I have just completely lost track of all time and date, and I have a feeling it's only going to get worse as we move into Christmas break because it's been like four or five days, and I'm already clueless. Like, it's Wednesday today. Both of our podcasts need to be released by tomorrow. I got to have one to the Hockey Podcast Network by tonight, and I completely forgot about it. Like, when we were recording, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to edit tonight. (laughs) See... I'm someone like I remember my days usually pretty well. I mean, it happens to everybody here and there. You're, oh, what day is it? What day is it? Whatever you forget. But I, even when I've got nothing going on, I remember my days pretty well. Um, you know, especially like when I, like when I was recovering from my surgeries, I could do literally nothing but watch TV or play video games. But I mean, I still always knew. All right, it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't know. I it's just something that I usually do pretty good with. 
Yeah, I I mean, when we had that COVID break from March until, I don't even know, like June, uh, it was it was a terrible time. I mean, it did pick up because I had summer classes. I think they started in May. Um, so, like, I, I got more awareness as we moved into summer classes. But, I mean, when I've got nothing going on, when I don't have classes, when I don't have work or anything like that, I lose complete track of time and it's not it's not always a good thing yeah it's, it's definitely not always a good thing but I mean sometimes you know it's good to just get lost and kind of enjoy your free time your downtime you know it's good to have it while you can yeah absolutely all right Chase well today we uh we are recording our last episode until the new year I know everyone listening so shocked and sad about that news but here's the thing uh next Thursday is Christmas Eve Neck or the Thursday following is New Year's Eve, and we got both of those days off for Bolts broadcast. So I made the executive decision that hey, we're gonna take those days off uh, for WNP as well. We're gonna enjoy the company of family and friends. Um, so last episode until the new year, but being that being that it is the last episode until the new year, we've got a big one for you guys. We're gonna be talking a little bit of college football. Talking about that playoff uh, scenario where a lot of people are angry right now. Why is Clemson in when they have a loss? When other teams are undefeated, why aren't uh, why aren't those undefeated teams in the playoffs? And we're also going to be taking a look at the NFL playoffs because we're getting close. It's week 15 and uh, teams are really starting to make or break uh, their playoff chances. So we're going to be talking about what teams we think are on the brink that could push into a playoff spot. And then finally, of course, we're ending it with our predictions. And Chase, you had a really good week. Uh, you actually took one over on me as you went 10 and 6 and I went 9 and 7. Not too shabby. I mean... If I would have just, like, you know, picked rationally from the first 13 weeks, then, you know, we, we, could, we should be about, like, even right now. But I like to be spicy, as I've mentioned, uh, probably six weeks in a row now. So here we are. Okay, I'm going to go back, and I'll do it on the first thurs, or the first episode of the new year. And I'll go back and look at all my spicy picks. Because, guy, you ain't the only one picking spicy picks. I took Cincinnati over Dallas last week. That's the reason you won, because I picked spicy. But your spicy is like like putting mustard on on a sausage, where my spicy is just biting directly into a ghost pepper and then rubbing the juices on my eyes. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Remember when my spiciness picked the Raiders to beat the Chiefs? I'm going to brag about that all season long. Remember when my spiciness took Miami to win against, I don't remember who it was. I think it was like the 49ers in week two or something. And that was a game where Miami wasn't established as a good team yet. It was, it was not week two. It was week two is when the 49ers all died against the Giants. Well, let me go find it for you. Or the Jets, whatever it was. But, yeah, then they all died. Miami versus Buffalo. Um, we picked Jacksonville over Miami? Yeah. What the hell? Well, because, like, we both, like, you know, we came in the year. Like, we like Miami, but, like, one more year and, and they'll be in that spot. It still might be some hiccups this year is kind of what we were thinking. And then... Uh, like like Jacksonville, like they they won week one and looked great, and they still even looked solid in week you know week two. Um, but like they they looked like good for the first couple weeks of the season, really. But then they fell off really quick. So I took the one and three Dolphins over the Forty ers 
and won that one while you took the 49ers because you weren't being spicy. Well, it's not even like spicy. They didn't have freaking Bosa or Solomon Thomas. They probably didn't have Jimmy G in that game either. I still was like, yeah, I'll just go Niners. The Dolphins were one and three. Okay. What do you freaking do? Oh, but the Raiders, who have been a very good team this year, beating a Chiefs team that's trash is spicy. Gotcha. A very good team this year puts up six points against one of the worst defenses in the league in the Falcons. Huh. Interesting. Well, they suck now. Hmm. 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 Didn't you have have the Raiders Hmm. at, like, number three in your power rankings? No, like four. (laughs) All right, well, let's move on to the show. Um, College football rankings first and foremost. Uh, Right now, as of the fourth college football selection committee rankings, uh, that's that's a a lot. Why can't we just, you know, simple it down a little bit? But uh, as of December 15th, Alabama ranked number one, Notre Dame two, Clemson three, Ohio State four, even though they're only five and oh, which I I get the frustration there too. Uh, Then you have Texas A&M at five, Iowa State at six, Florida at seven, Georgia eight. And then you see the undefeated Cincinnati team at nine, the undefeated Coastal Carolina team at 12. So uh, a lot of anger around the college football playoffs rankings when it comes to the selection committee. And I understand it because Clemson has a loss and Ohio State has only played five games. And the Big Ten came out and said that you have to have six games to compete in the Big Ten championship. And then they decided, oh, let's throw that out the window. Ohio State, welcome to the Big Ten championship. So I understand the frustration. I understand fans of Cincinnati, fans of Coastal Carolina, and fans around the world who are just sick of the same teams over and over again. Uh, I understand their frustration and why they don't want uh, you know, this bullshit to continue. I mean, when we did our, our top four for college like our college football playoff rankings, whatever, three, four weeks ago, I had BYU in my top four and BYU, you know, they lost. So it's kind of, I, I can't put a, a team at that level there anymore, but yeah, you know, I, I'm exactly with you is what I'm saying that I don't want to see the same teams over and over again. And it's, it really is dumb, contradicting, condescending, whatever word you want to use. Uh, the fact that the big 10 made this rule change for Ohio state, but at the same time, it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, they're going to make this, they're going to make this rule change for, the team that's going to get them in the college football playoffs because the payout for the conference, like every team in the conference gets a payout from the NCAA. If you have a team in the college football playoffs or if you have two make it, whatever. So all those, like all the big 10 teams are really, or not all of them, but a lot of them are supporting it because like they, like they want that money. Like you can't blame them. It's just going to help their program out. So it makes sense. And, and honestly, Ohio state is a top four team, probably top three or two, honestly in the nation anyway. So they should be in, but it still makes me angry that, you know, I, a team like Coastal Carolina or Cincinnati who, like, in my opinion, like, the, the four best teams this year have been Alabama, of course, and then Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina, BYU. Sure, they play easier schedules, but, like, they've pretty much dominated every game they've been in. Their team has just looked, like, unreal. And I genuinely think that, like, a Cincinnati or Coastal Carolina would not get completely destroyed. Like, if they played Alabama, it might not be close because Alabama, I think they're just going to run away with the, the national championship anyway. But I think they could be with, like, in a game with all those other teams, personally. Yeah, and I think that's the big argument right now. You look at who do you think the best teams are? What games do you think are going to be the most competitive? And I would say it's the four teams that they currently have in the uh, in the playoffs right now. Um, however, 
Coastal Carolina, if you're looking at overall season, record, does season matter, stuff like that, Coastal Carolina beat BYU when BYU was a top 10 team and they're undefeated. So they had that big win as well as being undefeated. So why shouldn't they get a spot, you know? And uh, oh, the, yeah. the argument for Cincinnati is that they have no top 25 victories, even though they're undefeated. Well, Georgia doesn't have any top 25 victories either, and they have two losses. So why is Georgia over Cincinnati? But yeah, it's, it's garbage. So it, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that goes into this. Uh, I really want to know what your guys thoughts are. So if you are listening on YouTube, please put in the comments what you guys think of the college football selection committee rankings, um, as well as if you're listening on a podcast platform make sure to tweet at us at wnp sports pod what your thoughts are on that because it's there there's two lines of thinking and it's what's going to be the most competitive and games don't really matter and then there's the the season absolutely matters that should be the first and foremost if a team's going to go undefeated and have top 25 victories they should be in the playoffs you know there's two lines of thinking um i this is this is where i think that the college football playoffs need to be expanded to either six or eight game or six or eight teams, excuse me, because then you can put in a coastal Carolina. And if they get absolutely destroyed, that's fine because you still have your four top teams. Yeah. And you know, I, I agree with that. I think it should be extended. And like, I was reading something and like, I agreed hundred percent with this point. Uh, the one person who was reading, I can't, uh, I can't credit them because it was on Twitter. I'm sorry. I don't remember who it was, but they said, why even have the college football playoff committee? Why not extend it to eight teams and just take the top eight BCS teams? Wouldn't you try? I, like, there's no agenda with BCS rankings compared to college football playoffs where they're like the, that committee has a clear agenda. Just take the top eight from the BCS and let them do a playoffs. That'd be interesting. Um, not bad, but me, I, I am a, a fan of, and I, I think I mentioned it on the show before, uh, take the, Conference championship winners of the big five conferences and then put in the next three best teams. So you'll have someone from every big five conference and then you can throw in a Coastal Carolina, a Cincinnati as they're not a part of the big five um, and then throw in another team too. maybe maybe another SEC team, depending on uh, how good, you know, those teams are. But I think I think that would work out. I also think just even a six team expansion would be nice because then you could throw in coastal Carolina and Cincinnati and have your top four. And then Alabama and Notre Dame can have a buy. So something needs to be done. Yeah. Something definitely needs to be done there. And there needs to be an expansion. And this week there's actually going to be a lot of good football, a lot of good college football as the conference championship games will be played. Uh, Ohio state versus Northwestern. That's not going to be close because Michigan state beat Northwestern. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> well, Michigan State's the best. They almost beat Penn State, but then they choked so hard in the late third, early fourth. And then we also have Notre Dame versus Clemson in the ACC championship. Uh, we saw this game earlier. It was a really good game, but DJ Ugalele or Oigalele uh, was in at quarterback. They're going to have Trevor. Clemson's going to have Trevor Lawrence this time. Uh, number two versus number three team. That could shake some things up. I wonder how that's going to affect the the rankings, the college football playoff rankings. Um, do you see any change, though, depending on a team winning or losing? 
I, I, I just, I really don't though. Like, I, I, this, this is, this is my thing with the college football playoff committee. Like, I think they're really set on having these four teams in. So even if something crazy were to happen, like, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I think the only way that something would change would be for Notre Dame to absolutely punish Clemson. Clemson has one loss right yeah. now. If you put in a two-loss Clemson in the college football playoffs, there's going to be even more of an uproar than there is already. Um, but that'll be a fun game to watch for sure because it'll definitely be the most exciting game out there because Ohio State, Notre Dame, or Ohio State, Northwestern, not as exciting. The SEC championship game, it should be exciting, but I think Alabama's going to roll Florida, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, I would assume so too, but it, it really would be crazy if Florida came out and won that game. Yeah, and we were mentioning earlier that Florida, they just got their second loss. So if an 8-2 and two team beat Alabama, who's 10-1, and one, how does that shake things up? I mean, Florida right now, they're ranked number 7 in the college football rankings even after their second loss. So maybe they sneak in if they beat Alabama? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I I, I kind of hope it happens now, just just so we can see what happens. It'd be interesting. Cal Pitts can have a big day. Love that dude. Two hundred sixty yards, three touchdowns. Sounds good to me. Uh, then we got the Big Twelve, Big Twelve Conference Championship as number seven Iowa State versus number eleven Oklahoma. And I honestly didn't think Oklahoma was going to make it here after they. Started so poorly, uh, but they finished with a 7-2 record going in the conference championship game, and I think they can beat this Iowa State team, too. I think they can as well. As you mentioned, Oklahoma started horrible. Uh, Spencer Rattler could not get it figured out, but then he did figure it out, and the team completely changed directions. They look really good. Um, I, I I Honestly, if I was putting money on the, on this game, I would probably pick Oklahoma to win. Um, I, I, just, I just think they honestly are the better team in this matchup. Yeah. And then the Pac-12 championship, number 15, USC, who is currently undefeated, goes against Oregon, who's only 3-2. and two. Yeah, this, this game is going to be weird. Um, I think USC should win this one handily. Like I watched USC-UCLA. That game was just up and down roller coaster. U- USC almost blew the game like four times. That was probably the game of the year for me in all of football. I enjoyed that more than anything I've watched all season. Uh, Keon Slovis is the man. Like, he, he really is just... A really, really damn good quarterback, a first-round pick type of talent, and he has great receivers playing for him too. So I really hope that USC team uh, wins. And I mean, they're not sneaking into the college football playoffs, but I, I'd be cool to see them go undefeated coming next season with a good ranking. Yeah, and we had some awesome games this weekend with obviously the USC UCLA game you talked about, but also let's talk about that Browns Ravens game. That thing was electric, probably the best NFL game of the year so far. Yeah, I mean, like, wow, when Lamar Jackson went to the locker room to take his poop and you thought everything was just done and over with for the Ravens, and then he's like, nah, uh, I just lost three pounds. I'm going to chuck this bomb to Marquise Brown for a 45-yard touchdown to clutch the game. It, it, it was insanity. And the, the funniest thing is the spread was four points, and a safety rate at the end of the game made it a five-point difference. So, like, those people that, you know, that took that under, oh. Yeah, absolutely. And that... uh that touchdown from Lamar Jackson to Marquise Brown, it ended a lot of people's fantasy dreams, including our good friend Chris uh. Brown. <laughs> uh, 
what a what a terrible way to go out. You see Lamar Jackson go off the field with the runs, and you're like, all right, cool, I got this locked up. He comes back, just chucks a deep ball to Marquise Brown, goes all the way, and right then and there, that play loses you the first round of playoffs. How unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, Paul really had the best situation there. He is like, all right, I need Lamar Jackson and Kareem Hunt to kind of go off, and I they both went right off. I mean, like it looked like he had no chance to win that matchup, honestly, and then he beat him by like 10 points. Yep, absolutely. All right, Chase, well, let's also uh, hop back into college football. The last um, conference championship game I want to talk about, the AAC, just because it could have some – uh, big intangibles coming for Cincinnati as they're 8-0. They're versus number 24, Tulsa, who's 6-1. If they absolutely blow this Tulsa team out, there's going to be even more uproar to put them in the college football championship, uh, college football playoffs. However, I, I don't know if that'll be enough, honestly. It probably won't be enough, but they are going to see more this Tulsa team, I honestly think. I truly think the Cincinnati team has a good roster. Um, you know, like I, I love... I love what they've got going there. Hopefully they can, um, you know, like this year, it's it's not going to be it, but maybe they can, you know, finish the season undefeated, continue to develop their roster. I don't know what their recruiting class is looking like. But, I mean, they've got a good young QB at the helm, so a summer for him to develop coming next year and maybe push that team over the edge, that'd be super awesome. Uh, you know, I, I would say with B, with BYU, Zach Wilson leaving, uh, they're probably out of the that topic, like a discussion next year. But, I mean, Coastal Carolina, Cincinnati, these two teams are probably the best chance at a – uh, group of five school making the playoffs anytime soon because next year they should have pretty similar rosters and I don't know what the recruiting classes are like as I said but their young quarterbacks should just be developing further and be ready to go and Chase let's do a prediction here on what you see playing out for the college football playoffs after these conference championship games uh, who do you see at one two three and four um, so I, I think the top four stays the same, same teams that are in it. I think Bama's one. I think Clemson's going to win this game. So Clemson's going to jump up to do to two Ohio state will jump up to three at that point, And then that'll put a Notre Dame at four. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. Unfortunately I had the same exact thinking there. Uh, well, since we got the same exact predictions for the top four, why don't we predict that top four? So you'd have Alabama against Notre Dame. You're taking Bama easy. I would as well. And then Clemson, Notre Dame, a rematch of uh, last year when they faced off in the college football playoffs. Clemson, Ohio State, you mean? Yeah, Clemson, Ohio State. What'd I say? You said Clemson, Notre Dame. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> You're good. But yeah, um, that would be a little more interesting. And that one, I think, could be a actually a really good game. Um, it, I, I might go Ohio State, honestly. that That's a game that I want to happen, honestly. Just because. It's the final year for both Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. They came in the same recruiting class. They were from the same state of Georgia. They have always had this connection, this rivalry type of uh, type of deal. So that would be an awesome way to end the uh, their college careers is going up against one another. And uh, I'll go the opposite. I'll go. I'll go. Trevor Lawrence. I'll go. Sunshine. I'll go. Touchdown. Jesus over Justin Fields, but uh, definitely a game to watch if that were to take place. And then uh, you got Ohio State, Alabama. You are taking. Uh, I think that Devontae Smith will finish off his Heisman winning season with a national championship. 
Devontae Smith winning the Heisman. <laughs> very, very interesting. I mean, he's definitely in that race right now. So uh, possible. And with Jalen Waddell out, Mac Jones obviously favoring Devonta Smith. Um, it, it, I mean, I'm excited for the college football playoffs because we're going to have great games. I just wish that we had some more variety. But I think I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence capping off his Heisman winning season over Alabama. That'd be cool. I mean, whoever wins the Heisman, I kind of want them to just like win the national championship too, just because it's it's just a cool combination to have. Um, And the Devontae Smith one, it's kind of more of a like a hot take than anything. I think I saw PFF; uh, they had them ranked as um, they had him ranked as the number one for the Heisman odds. And I, I, if you're gonna give it to a receiver, like at any point, I mean, he's probably one of the guys that deserves it the most out of anyone we've seen in a while. Uh, he's really just doing remarkable things since Judy and Ruggs left for the NFL. He's really just kind of taken over the helm um, as the best receiver in college football this year, especially with Jamar Chase out. So I have no issue giving the Heisman to him. I think that'd be cool. But, yeah, it, it's a stretch. Yeah, and I think this year just really cements Alabama as wide receiver U. I mean, yep. you had Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, uh, the two guys we saw drafted this year, Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs. Then we're going to have two more first-rounders in the next year with Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith, Calvin Ridley. They just – it's just nonstop. They, they are definitely wide receiver U. Um, and then Ohio State, who we think are also going to be in the playoffs, um, DBU. So – I don't know. A lot of a lot of good college teams, but uh, we want some variety, as we mentioned. We want to see the college football playoffs expand. Let us know what you guys think in the comments of the YouTube video or tweet at us. Chase, let's now move on to the NFL playoffs. Currently in the NFC, you have Green Bay as the number one seed, getting them a bye. Then you have the Saints, the Rams, the football team, all getting home field advantage with the Seahawks, Bucks, and Cardinals all being the wild cards. And then you have the Minnesota Vikings, the Chicago Bears, and your favorite Detroit Lions all in the hunt. However, Detroit only five and eight, whereas the Bears and the Vikings are six and seven. Do you see either of those teams moving up and taking the spot of the Arizona Cardinals or maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I, I think the only like chance anything happens is that the Vikings get in over somebody that, that that's the only possibility. But I, I think that things end up finishing out like this. I think top this top seven is the way it finishes out. And do you think Washington wins the NFC East? Or do you think that the giants or the newly led Eagles are going to be able to jump the football team? No, I think Washington might, might actually finish nine and seven. I wouldn't put that out of the, like I wouldn't make that impossible at all. Cause they've really been trending. I think they have a chance to beat the Seahawks this week. It's going to be a tough matchup, but I really don't think it's impossible. Um, so, like, I think they could finish 8-8, eight 9-7. Eight, That'd be interesting, especially because a lot of us thought this team could be one of the worst in the league um, yeah. coming into this season. But, uh, all right, well, that makes sense. I, I'm actually in the same boat as you. I don't think that there's really any change that's going to be coming uh, and if there is, it's going to be Minnesota for Arizona. But I agree. I'm going to keep Arizona there for right now. But AFC, that's where we get a little bit more spicy because as of right now, Kansas City, they have to buy Pittsburgh, Buffalo and the Tennessee Titans have home field advantage, Cleveland, Indianapolis and the Miami Dolphins 
all are the wild cards with the Baltimore Ravens and the Las Vegas Raiders just outside looking in. Do you think there's going to be any changes here? And let's also mention any changes that could be happening uh, as a team getting home field advantage or maybe Pittsburgh jumps Kansas City to get a bye. Yeah, I, I think Kansas Kansas City ends up finishing with the bye. Uh, I think that's kind of a lock at this point. The Steelers, uh, they should, I mean, they're going to win this week against the Bengals, but they're kind of trending towards that way of, um, you know, like they might get another loss or two even maybe in here in the season. So I think the Chiefs are going to probably finish 14-2, 15-1. Um, so, they, you know, they should lock it up. And then in terms of who else is going to make it, like, I want to I want to say the Dolphins um, stay in and the Ravens stay out. But if, if the if the Ravens are getting in, that means the Dolphins are falling out. And the Ravens have an easy matchup against the Jags where the Dolphins are playing the Patriots. And who knows how that game could go. You know, it, it could be all over the place. So I'm going to predict that the Ravens get in, though, over the uh, Miami Dolphins. Yeah, and you were talking about the Steelers. Uh, the Steelers are fraudulent. I think that's what you were trying to get at. Because yes. this team is not a top team in the league. And uh, I, I love Colin Coward so much. He put out on Twitter a video of him just laughing at Steelers fans, just being like, I told you, this team's good, but they're not they're not elite. And that's exactly what it is. And I mean, we called it in week four when we did our power rankings. The Steelers were undefeated and I didn't have them in my top 10. I think you had them just on the brink at number 10. We yep. said there's something about this team that just – doesn't really add up like they're good, but they're they're not an elite team. That's why we had them so low slash didn't have them in our power rankings at all. Uh, we knew from the start this team was a fraud and it's really starting to show now with back to back losses, uh, one against the football team, one against the Bills. Bills, a very good team. But when the Bills go up against really good competition like the Tennessee Titans, they struggle a little bit. They didn't really struggle against the Steelers. No, they did not. And like when you look at the Steelers' wins, they aren't impressive wins. They are playing injured teams, depleted teams, playing easy matchups. So like, if they're, sure they're wins at the NFL. At the end of the day, a win is a win, but they're easy wins. So when you get to the playoffs, uh, you're you're not really gonna be able to do much. So the Steelers team is definitely big time fraudulent. We we're both in the same boat there. Um, and as I mentioned, I would not be surprised to see them drop one or two more. Yep, absolutely. And uh, I'm going to agree with you, Chase. I don't think the Dolphins make the playoffs. I think the Ravens are going to get in. And that's because week 15, they've got the Jags. Week 16, they got the Giants. Week 17, they got the Bengals. They're not going to drop a game for the rest of the season. And this is another team that I think is, I don't want to say fraudulent because not everyone's saying they're the best team, but a team that coming into the season, I thought could have been one of the best teams in the league. They've really underperformed. However, I think they are going to finish 11-5 and five because of the schedule that's uh, coming up here. Yeah, I mean, it'd be kind of shocking if they didn't. Um, maybe the Giants are, like, you know, they're, they're playing a little better recently. Maybe they can squeal out a, squeak out a win, but, like, it's still even a stretch. It'd be really shocking if they don't win out. Yeah, absolutely. And then finally, Chase, let's talk about the first pick in the NFL draft. Is that going to stay with the Jets or the Jets going to go 0-16? Uh, I, who, who are they going to be? Like, I don't even know who they play the rest of the season, but like there's, they're clearly just far beyond the worst team in the league. I can't imagine them getting a win. I, I really can't. So like they got to go all in 16. Yeah. This is their schedule for the rest of the season. They got the Rams in LA. 
They've got the Browns at home, and then they travel to Foxborough to verse the Patriots. Oh, my Lord. They Maybe they can have a close one with the Patriots, but they're getting destroyed by those other two teams. So, uh, unfortunate because I know you wanted the Lions and the Browns to be the only 0-16 teams, but it seems like since the Browns, like, every team is trying to hop on that. We saw the... Bengals try to hop on that last year when I think they were like 0-13 at one point. Um, but, yep. yeah, another 0-16 team added, most likely. Um, and then, who knows, maybe the Bengals can lose out and the Jags can get another win or two so that the Bengals get the second overall pick. That'd be really cool. Just so they can trade it down a third, get an extra pick in there, then grab Penny Sewell and someone else. Exactly. Smart man. Cowpits. There you go. Penny Sewell and yeah. Cowpits. Oh, yeah, I did say he was falling to the third round. Yeah, that's true. Um, But, Chase, let's now move into our predictions. And um, our Week 13 predictions, I mentioned a little bit earlier on, you did best me by one. So, uh, oh, I didn't put the overall record in. I can do that real quick. So, Chase, your overall record is now 117 and 90. Not bad. That's not, not bad. It's not bad. Not bad. 117 and 90. And then my overall record is 125 and 82. No. Okay. Yeah. 125 and. No, I think it is 82. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, I had to do quick maths. It didn't work out very well. But uh, yeah, we. Uh, we had a, a pretty nice week overall last week as you went 10 and 6. I went 9 and 7. Uh, John Dowell, who has been on the show a couple of times, he tried talking some smack and doing some predictions, and he actually got most of his right. He went 9 and 5. Um, but, and he didn't predict all of them in case you couldn't tell by the record. Um, but he went, like, he had no spice, Chase. Talk about the spice. Yeah, he had he was just vanilla chalk. Everything you know you expect just so boring. He's like, oh, they're gonna win. They're gonna win. Just so boring. Like that's why we don't have you on the show anymore. You chump. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's hop into week fifteen predictions right now. Uh, first up, the L.A. Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders. Who are you taking? Uh, this, this one could be interesting. I actually think that the Chargers might have a chance in this one with the Raiders defense being so atrocious and Herbert being fantastic, but I'm still going to go with the Raiders because Anthony Lynn is just horrible, 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 horrible coach. Yeah, I agree here. I'm going Las Vegas as well. And if you don't mind, I already filled out your next two as well. I've got you bu- taking Buffalo over Denver and Green yep. Bay over Carolina. Yep. I'm doing the exact same. This week is kind of a toss-up. Not really uh, a lot of good games this week, especially when we're looking back at last week where they had so many good games. This week's going to be kind of an easy one to predict. But next up, we got Indy versus Houston. I would assume you're taking Indianapolis, but I didn't want to write it down yet. Yeah, I'm going to take Indy. I think it could be an okay game um, because D. Watts has really been kind of carrying the team for the Texans recently. So I think he can continue to do that, um, but it, it's just going to be a little too much against the Colts. Yeah, for sure. And then we have the Detroit Lions versus Derrick Henry in December. Uh, this should be an easy win for the Lions. <laughs> yeah, d- definitely. If, if this game was outside, I would predict Derrick Henry running for 300 yards. But since it's inside, you know, that might be a little too much. Um, but th- this should be a v- very easy win for the Titans. I imagine a quick pass attack, probably a passing touchdown or two to start the game, then just run it out from there. 
Yeah, and it seems like Matt Stafford might not be available for this game. Uh, his, his what is it? Appearance, I guess. His appearance in this game is questionable. So, we'll, Availability we'll, for the availability, game. Availability, that works too. So we'll, we'll have to see, but uh, yeah, it should be an easy Tennessee win. Then we got Chicago at Minnesota. These two teams are facing off to really stay alive in this playoff race as they're both six and seven. They want to make that push to the playoffs. Who are you taking? I got to go Minnesota in this one. Uh, I mean, the, the Bears, they're, they're really just not good. They, you know, they, they held their own against the Texans because the Texans defense is atrocious as well. But... The Vikings, and I know know their defense isn't great, but they've been playing better, and the Vikings' offense really just clicks. Devin Cook is a beast. The receivers are unreal, so i got to go Vikings. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one as well. Seattle at Washington. So, as I said, you know, this game could be an interesting one. Uh, I don't think Washington is completely, like, removed. Like, I I got out of the realm of winning this game. Uh, the, The Seahawks, you know, they've slowed down a bit. Russ isn't cooking quite as much. You know, he's just... He's just cooking, you know, fettuccine Alfredo instead of these five-star meals, uh, you know, with the four four dishes, four entree, or four um, four course. That's the word, word I'm looking for. So, you know, he, he's, just, he's just making you a nice family dinner instead, which is still good. Don't get me wrong, but it's been a disappointment to, you know, to the Tyler Lockett owners, a.k.a. me. Uh, he's done really just kind of nothing in the last six, seven weeks. Um, but I, I'm going to go with the Seahawks anyway in this one. Uh, it'll be closer than some people think. I personally think, but the, the Seahawks offense is just going to be enough where the Washington offense can't get jacked done, especially if Alex Smith doesn't play. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to pick Seattle as well, because I mean, going back to Dwayne Haskins after you benched him, obviously the relationship is soured there. Um, he wasn't great this past weekend either when he came in for relief of Alex Smith. So go in Seattle as well. Next up, new England at Miami. Uh, I mean, Brian Flores versus his old uh, teacher. There we go. I'm going to go with the Dolphins in this one because the Patriots just look really bad. Uh, Camp Newton can't throw the ball. He is probably the ugliest passer I've ever seen at quarterback this year. He was always an ugly passer, but he was good enough, accurate enough where he could get the job done. He, he's just not that anymore. Uh, he, he really has to run the ball in order to have that offense like even doing anything. And I just feel like the Dolphins are going to game plan enough to kind of suppress that, and the Dolphins should be able to come out with a win here. Yeah, I agree. I'm taking the Dolphins as well. I think Brian Flores is going to prove himself to be the better coach. That No, I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> Bill Belichick's already the GOAT when Sheesh. it comes to coaching. But uh, Brian Flores, very bright future. Same with Miami as they get the victory. Next up, Jacksonville at Baltimore. Uh, yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay at Atlanta. <laughs> Oh, that was funny. So, doesn't sound like Julio's playing, so why the hell would I pick Atlanta? Last week, we picked Atlanta. Why the hell did we do that? I knew Julio wasn't playing, and I still picked Atlanta. I'm an idiot. I deserve that wrong choice in that one. It's it's going to be the Bucks, and the Falcons aren't going to do much. Why did we choose Atlanta? Um, because Anthony Lynn is a terrible coach. That's why. Yeah, but they didn't have Julio. Like They, the, they the, had Calvin, and they had Laquan but, Treadwell. He's coming back seen, from the dead. Have you seen what they do without Julio? It's horrible. Matt Ryan is like the worst quarterback in the league without Julio. But have you seen Laquan Treadwell and how elite he is? Yeah, that's that's fair. He was a first round pick. I was gonna pick him up in um, Dynasty. Oh, God. And then I like, I mean, I saw him get the touchdown. I'm like, oh, that's a pretty nice touchdown. I'm gonna go pick him up. And then I forgot until yesterday. And when I went and looked, he had one reception for seven yards and a touchdown. I'm like, 
Okay, so he doesn't get any uses whatsoever. He just got a fluke touchdown. I'm not going to pick this dude up. Yeah, it's horrible. Calm down. He's so bad. He should not even be on another roster. He's horrible. Yo, what happened to that draft class? Are you kidding me? First wide receiver taken, Corey Coleman. Where's he now? Oh, exactly. Is he, is Second, he anywhere? No. Second wide receiver taken was Laquan Treadwell. Terrible. Uh, Third wide receiver taken, Josh Doxson. Who? Hey, let's go, Josh Doxson, baby. And then the only serviceable wide receiver to come out of the first round of that draft class was Will Fuller. And he's good, but... That's only when he's on PEDs and when he's not injured. Rip. (laughs) All right, Chase, (laughs) let's continue to move on through our predictions here. San Francisco at Dallas. Andy Dalton, big win last week against the Cincinnati Bengals, his former team. Is he going to get another win here against San Francisco? Yes, I do think the Cowboys are going to win this game. I think it's going to be a really ugly game. Uh, You still got Nick Mullins in at QB for the Niners. Most of it was just irrelevant last week. I don't think much is going to change. I just I just don't think this 49ers offense can click enough. And I know the Cowboys offense isn't going to really click either. But I don't know. I, I just feel like it, Andy Dalton's going to throw a touchdown pass where uh, Nick Mullins doesn't throw one. I, I, I think that's like, it's going to be that kind of deciding factor, just that kind of awfulness. Damn, very interesting. So this may be a close game, but it's just a brutal game overall. Uh, I'm going to go San Francisco, though, just because I got an update that Zeke Elliott is currently questionable. So if Zeke Elliott's not playing. I I think I dropped Tony Pollard in ESPN. I think I go pick him up. Oh, no. Yeah, Zeke Elliott currently questionable. At least that's that's the update I got this morning when I woke up. But uh, Philadelphia at Arizona. I was honestly thinking about going Jalen Hurts. And, you know, the former Oklahoma quarterback beating the other former Oklahoma quarterback in Kyler Murray. But I decided to eventually go with Arizona. Yeah, you know, that, that's fair. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go Arizona as well. I, I, I just I, I, I can't choose the Eagles in this. One. I just can't do it. Yeah. And then New York Jets at L.A. Rams. We already predicted that like. I don't know, 10 minutes ago when we said the the Jets were going to go 0-16. Uh, so next, Kansas City at New Orleans. Probably the best game that's going to take place this weekend, at least in my opinion. Uh, it could get out of hand because New Orleans has looked shaky a couple of times this season. But uh, a game where you got a 12-1 and team and a 10-3 and team, you expect there to be some good action. Yeah, I, I think it should be entertaining, but I do think the Chiefs are going to come out with winning this. I think that there's going to be too much for the Saints defense. Like This offense is unlike an offense that you ever really see in the NFL. They're just so dynamic, so powerful. Mahomes is just unreal at what he does. Uh, you're, they're not going to be able to contain him enough. Yeah, for sure. Next up, Cleveland at the New York Giants. This is your Sunday night football game. Uh, Chase, are you taking the New York football Giants? No, I, 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 can't, oh, okay. I can't do that. I, I just I can't I can't I, I just can't do it. The, the the Browns just they they looked pretty good in that game against the Ravens. Uh, Baker actually looked pretty solid. I got a good defense, so it kind of you know restores faith and some you know like the Baker or the Browns hopefuls or whatever the hell you want to call yourself. But um, yeah, I I, th- I think the Browns are gonna be able to squeeze out this not squeeze out but come out with this win. Should be a good game for Chubb and Hunt yet again. Yeah, I agree here. And uh, Nick Chubb, he might be the best running back in the league right now. At least in my opinion, he he is dominant. He's got the highest yards per carry only after Kyler Murray. Uh, if he wasn't injured, he'd probably be up there with Derrick Henry when it comes to rushing yards. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't disagree. Um, if if Kareem Hunt wasn't there, he'd probably lead the league rushing yards every year. Healthy, honestly, um, it, it takes away from it. But like, he he is legit talent. Yeah, for sure. And, and it wasn't a bad week for Davey to have both of them, as I think they put up like a combined fifty five points or something like that. But you already had too big of a lead that uh, yeah, Davey could not come back from that. Yep, yeah, tough bounce, Davey. All right, and then finally, our Monday night football game. We've got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals in Paul Brown Stadium. Who are you taking? I'm not choosing the Bengals, that's for sure. Um, even though the Steelers are kind of a joke, like that, the Bengals just have nothing going for them right now. It's, it's got to be the Steelers. Oh, this can be an easy win for the Bengals. Uh, Pittsburgh, biggest fraud team in the league right now. The Bengals are going to come out, put up 23 points on them, and beat the Steelers 23-17. to 17. Easy win. All right. I mean, if that happens, I'll give you a nickel. How's that sound? And for people listening going, oh, my gosh, Mike has lost his damn mind. Uh, Chase, he, he said that. Uh, he said, I, I bet you won't take the Bengals earlier on in, um, in the day. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to go against it. So uh, I'll take the Bengals. I mean, if I lose or if the Bengals lose, I'm actually winning because I want them to lose so that they can get Penny Sewell. So, I mean, I'm down for, for anything. So, Chase, only differences we have are San Francisco and Dallas and then Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. So I should go 2-0 and in those. Yeah. Right. Sounds, <laughs> sounds good. Uh, but that is it for the episode, guys. Uh, I want to thank you for coming out and giving us a listen. If you want to stay up to date with all that we do, you can follow us on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's, again, on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. We also have an Instagram and a Facebook group. Uh, those links will be down in the description if you would like to join those as well. Uh, and then if you guys would, hit that like button, click subscribe, hit the bell to turn on notifications, and let us know your comments on this episode, guys. We really want to know what your guys' thoughts are when it comes to the college football playoffs as well as this year's NFL playoffs. We will not be releasing another episode until the new year. So, unfortunately, the college football playoffs will be over by then. But if you guys want to talk about the college football playoffs with us, we're active on Twitter. You can hit us up there. We'll reach out, and uh, we can have some fun stuff going on. But that's it for the episode, guys. We want to thank you for coming out and giving us a listen. And as always, we're not professionals. 